You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Welcome back to the podcast and this bonus episode with Andrew Lippa as he answers the final five questions here on Why I'll Never Make It. He talks about his political aspirations as well as gives his best advice to us. I'm your host, Patrick Oliver-Jones, and this is The Final Five. All right, here we are at The Final Five. So the very first question, if you could have any other job outside of the arts, what would it be? Uh, Ever since moving to Ohio, I have uh, felt uh, a real passion for politics that I hadn't felt before uh, because I am uh, in in some significant ways, a minority here in a way that I wasn't in New York City. Mm. And my desire to uh, be of help has really, um, really grown exponentially since living here. So I do, uh, I would not, it would not be surprising to me if I ended up running for um, some sort of government position um, whether it be citywide, I don't know, whether it be countywide, um, uh, it is something that it really interests me. So watch this space. Well, I mean, th- there's a reason why there's the term political theater. I mean, it, 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 they are very similar in, in many respects. That's no. true. Yeah. Number two, what is a bucket list role? Maybe someone you've wanted to work with. Maybe there's a, a you know material out there that you've wanted to turn into a show. Is there something that's on your bucket list? Ever since I read it, I have wanted to turn Michael Chabon's book, The Amazing Adventures of Cavalier and Clay, into a musical. I'm uh, not familiar it, with that book. Yeah. Oh, Pulitzer Prize winning uh, novel. Um, and it is what I call the American Les Mis. Uh, I mm. think it would be as, uh, I, I think it has the potential to be, it, it's that, it's that, uh, it spans a, a, a number of decades. And, um, and for a while, Scott Rudin had the rights and Scott knows that I'm interested in it. And now I believe it's becoming a, a TV series or a, um, a limited TV series or kind of like a mini series. Um, and, uh, but if, uh, if he, Michael is listening and wants to talk to me about making it into a musical, uh, I would have always wanted to make it into a musical and think I could make a great one. I'll, I'll make sure he gets it. Yes. Uh, number three, who is it that you look up to as either a mentor or someone that inspires you? My colleague and friend, Jules Pfeiffer, who at 91 uh, gets up every day and still uh, has book contracts and, and is making drawing and writing children's books and another uh, graphic novel. And um, his daily imperative is to make art, is to create. Mm-hmm. And it is not to have anybody read it or see it or experience it or do it or, or for him to earn any money from it. He hopes all of those things happen, but he is driven by the imperative to make things. And um, Jules is an extraordinary thinker, has worked in multiple uh, multiple mediums. He's written uh, screenplays, he's written plays, Pulitzer Prize finalist uh, plays. He's written a musical with me. He's written children's books. He's illustrated things. He wrote a 44 year long comic strip in the Village Voice. Um, 
He won an Academy Award for a short film. He, he is an artist's artist, and, uh, and I love him personally. He's like a father to me, but uh, I, I, it's his artistry and his, and his daily uh, commitment to it that I, I completely, just deeply admire. Number four, name a lesson or trait that took you a while to learn or maybe one that you're still working on today. I alluded to this earlier, uh, accepting criticism uh, and not having it feel, uh, um, it's that question about the difference between shame and guilt. Uh, guilt says you did something wrong and shame says you are something wrong. And uh, criticism is all often felt to me wherever it comes from. Uh, like shame, and uh, not that I've done something that I could do differently, but that my essential nature is one uh, is is to be eradicated, should should mm. be removed from your presence, and uh, it's an extreme and unpleasant feeling. Um, it's related to my childhood, as most of these things are in our lives, um, and uh, I work on it every day. Yeah, I, th I think that's something that we all have to, especially in this business, because, you know, that, that rejection and criticism is going to follow us no matter the successful levels we reach. It'll, it'll still follow us. Yeah, very true. Correct. And last one, since you since you already answered in our previous conversation about the best advice you've received, I'm going to flip this around. What is the, the best advice that you can give others, whether they're wanting to be a performer, a writer like yourself, actor? I suppose it's it's very uh, lacking in humility to suggest that this is the best advice I can give. What is some good advice? We'll put it that way. <laughs> the, the advice I do give is uh, go make your own thing. Go do your thing. You're doing it here, Patrick. You made your own podcast. You built. You're building a brand. You're so you made something. And. Um, there's a song I wrote in, in, in The Man in the Ceiling called I Do What I Do. And at the end, he's singing to his, kid, his niece and nephew. And he says, you know, you'll, you'll be glad that you could say I did what I did when I did as a kid. I drew what I drew, brownish green, reddish blue. And I love my life this way. Uh, the notion that you got up and you did it. And theater is this just devastatingly difficult, expensive art form. And uh, it involves so many people, so many opinions. It looks, it looks like it's always about, there's a, somebody who's got to pull everybody together and, and pay for everything. And my contention to artists at every level is, no, call somebody you admire and say, hey, do you wanna make this thing with me? And we will find a way to make it. Hmm. And you know, that, that passion for just do it, just make it, just, if it's good, people will come to you. And, uh, and I believe that to this day, I, I, I continue to make things this way. My Tiger King song has been seen by over a quarter million people in six, five days. And while that's not a Lady Gaga numbers, for a guy who writes for the theater, who isn't Lin-Manuel Miranda, that's a pretty good number. Yeah. And so, and it just came out of my head as like, let's do this silly thing. And granted, it's with a very famous lady, Kristen Chenoweth, uh, but she's my friend. And I'm sure uh, any young people, you know, you make friends with talented people, go to make shows with them. Well, I can certainly consider you a friend and I greatly appreciate you coming here on the podcast to share with us. 
Thank you so much for inviting me. Well, that does it for me and Andrew. Join me next week when I talk to Hannah Ellis and Michael Kilgore. I'm Patrick Oliver-Jones, and this is Why I'll Never Make It. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.